This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. The Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me is the head of the Crime Victims Assistance Center in Binghamton, Rainy Bondistel. Welcome, welcome to the program again, Rainy. How's it going? Uh-huh. It's going well, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's been quite the year. <laughs> yeah, when, yes, I have. It, it's been, well, we've talked since, the, but we did talk about this time of when last year when everything was, was getting started and we didn't know what was going on because I always talk to CVAC, as it's fondly known, Crime Victims Assistance Center, uh, around April when it is Crime Victims Rights Week and um, a whole bunch of other things, child abuse, awareness, domestic violence, everything. You know, you guys are really busy in April. But last year when I talked to you, this was when everything was just starting to roll with the pandemic. And you and I were talking throughout the year also about domestic violence and the whole <sighs> complication of the situation with people at that time being totally locked down, quarantined together during the pandemic, and we really weren't sure of uh, what the impact of all that was going to be. Do we have a better idea of what has been the situation? And I assume it hasn't been good over the past year. Um, we've, we've definitely seen an uptick in the number of cases, um, domestic violence related. We have seen a downtick in the number of sexual assaults that have been reported, Um and then we've also seen an uptick in child abuse reports, although we're finding that um, the children don't, a lot of times they don't have a safe place to disclose because, you know, they're not in school on a regular basis. So it's kind of a trifecta of what we're learning about how we move forward with all of this. Um, we've done our best to be responsive to the community um, since, since the get-go. I mean, I think we were basically on lockdown for two weeks in the beginning, Otherwise, we've provided services um, ongoing throughout all of this because we recognize how important um, our services are to the community. So we, we've we done what we can to, to meet the needs. Well, that was the thing that we, I was hearing about maybe a month or two in that there were very serious concerns that especially child abuse cases, but also domestic violence cases were being underreported just because it was difficult at very best for the victims to safely be able to get help and and get things worked out where they could get someplace that was safe. I mean, all, actually get, physically getting out of a situation and getting physically into another place was difficult to begin with at that point. I, I think that remains the same. I mean, because we go back to, you know, domestic violence in particular – you know, there's reliance on maybe finances. There's the threat of um, fighting for child custody. There's there's a lot of nuances that go on with domestic violence. So it's not, you know, because I've had people say to me even, you know, why doesn't she just leave? Well, it's not that simple. And um, we, we're there to provide those, um, help provide those coping skills and some assistance in making those decisions. But I just, you know, want to remind the, the general public that, it takes a, a situation, it takes a victim about seven times of attempting to leave a situation to actually successfully leave that situation. So our motto is really like, how do we keep them safe in the interim? And that's been difficult under, you know, COVID because like you said, more people are home. 
um, there's not the flexibility and, you know, there's housing issues in, in, you know, the area where we live too, you know, affordable housing for people. Right. So like, there's a culmination of like so many difficult topics. It just, it makes it difficult, but we're, you know, we're still here and we want people to come to us. Well, one of the things that the Crime Victims Assistance Center does, they have victim advocates, and they also are able to um, kind of give a little support for people that may not have ever dealt with the legal system. But that got complicated in itself as well. I was talking to uh, a local representative for the Children's Voices CASA program, the court-assisted uh, assigned volunteers that helped get little kids through the court system. Well, the courts were all in, you know, flux and up in the air about what was going on when. Getting a resolution to any sort of domestic violence, child abuse, or other case in family court or in county court, when all the trials and things were kind of suspended as well, you, you didn't get resolution, even in an already painfully slow process. Well, that's very true. I mean, I know this time has been difficult for everyone, um, but trying to learn on the fly about how to find resolution for families has has been trying. Um, but again, I mean, I feel like we're doing the best that we can, and I I just want to give a shout out to my staff if I can because they've been amazing through this whole time, and um, you know, we offer services in criminal court and family court, and we have a staff attorney who can assist with um, issues that people come up against. And we have case managers so we've, we've, and counselors. We've got a lot of options for people, and there's no pressure from anything. We just we want you to come to us. We want you to tell us your story, and we'll figure out together the best way to move forward because victims know what's best. Victims know what their perpetrator is capable of, and um, you know we're not there to tell anybody what to do. We just want to inform you give you options, educate, and support. Well, normally in April, um, there's a, a whole range of things that happen surrounding Crime Victims' Rights Week. The um, The Victims' Wall has been up at the Oakdale Mall or other locations a few times um, over years and years, which is, uh, if people aren't aware of what that is, it's quite uh, visible and uh if not painful reminder of some of the the victims and the families and the impact of crime in our area um there's the um the annual breakfast there's speakers and things like that memorial or a celebration of survival ceremonies and, and stuff none of that could happen last year for the most part what's going on this year as things have changed again over the course of the past year well i i will say sadly this year i I feel like we've not returned to normal um, in our activities, but we're trying to be mindful and creative and inclusive in the activities we do have planned. So um, it's, there's a variety of things where we got um, we ordered blue masks for Child Abuse Prevention Month that we want to see passed out in the community. Um, we're still going to visit the pinwheels. You know, um, if people don't know, we've had some wonderful experiences with pinwheels last year actually um we put pinwheels out for to recognize child abuse victims and someone came in the night and rearranged the pinwheels to spell out hope with a heart mm. and that's on, that's on, on our um, facebook still um we were all very touched by that 
Um, we also have a program in Snango County. They're doing a 5K on April 24th. Um, you know, we've been doing some proclamations. There'll be more stuff in the news, and I encourage everyone to visit our website, www.cvac.us, or our Facebook page or Shenango County's Facebook page. Um, you know, the staff, again, has been working really hard. We're just trying to do things a little outside of the box, and um, we'll, again, this year be doing a, a virtual wall of victims um, on April 19th. So we've got many things going on. Please come check us out. Um, we're here, here to serve the community, so, you know, don't hesitate. Why is it important every year to take a step back and remember the victims and their families? And actually, the entire community, in, in some of these cases, can be considered victims of some of these crimes. Why is it important to just really take that concerted effort to 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 really take note? I think it's important for a couple of reasons. I mean... First of all, we don't want anybody to be forgotten. Um, you know, you mentioned the memorial wall and, you know, the, the people that are on that wall. I mean, I've helped set that wall up so many years and it still touches me. Um, lives lost, which was senseless. I think it's rejuvenating for the people that do the work as a reminder of why we do the work. And I think it's respectful for the families that that their, their loved ones are not forgotten. So I think it's just, I think it's imperative to our healing as a community. Um, so we're going to we're going to continue to do this work. I mean, it's just it's super important. And what's really sad is that it continues on. I mean, now we're hearing about uh, violence against the Asian American community. That was another thing that I personally had brought up to some local law enforcement people a year ago that there were concerns about uh, bias against a certain community and such. And uh, that's another community that has special needs. Um, any sort of immigrant community, we're coming, as we're recording this, we're coming up on the anniversary of the American Civic Association massacre. The day we're recording this happens to be the anniversary of the killing of John Johnson City Police Officer David D.W. Smith. It's just, it's very odd that this all seems to fall right around this time. It, it's just a, a, a weird, sad coincidence, but it brings home the need to have support services for victims of all sorts of crimes in our community. I mean, it does. Um, you know, we we see more crime than I would like to see. I'm just <laughs> being honest. I mean, we have a lot that goes on in our community and I will never forget a woman who approached me at a tabling event who said, do you guys really have enough work to keep you busy all day, every day? Um, I don't see that much crime in the newspaper. And, you know, that really stuck with me because just because it's not on the news or in the newspaper doesn't mean it's not happening to the extent that it's happening. So I would encourage people to get involved, um, educate yourself. You can volunteer with our agency um, even if it's, you know, working on our crisis line, we have a 24-7 crisis line, and sometimes people just need a sounding board, a safe sounding board. And if that's, if that's all they need at that point in time, then we're going to give it to them. So I would encourage people, this is, um, this is necessary, and it's very rewarding. So, you know, just think about feedback. 
Yeah, that's the thing is people the the things that you hear about in the news are the really horrific things because you know five minute newscasts or a half hour newscast with a bunch of other things sprinkled in and you know sports and all that other stuff you, you don't have time to to hit everything and a lot of people would say well why is that important well for a lot of people what we consider something that's minor it's minor until it happens to you yeah. Yeah, you know, that it's the same with fires. We've talked about that before. We say, "Oh, it was a minor fire." Well, it's not minor if it's your house, right? What kind of uh, if people are confused and maybe not uh, totally aware about who is uh, the the people that you guys help? Who should contact uh, Crime Victims Assist- Assistance Center? Mm-hmm. What kind of services do you guys provide that people really should find out about? Um, well, CVAC has been in existence for over forty years. Um, we work with all innocent victims of crime, and we can provide counseling, case management, um, support services, our crisis line. Um, Pre-COVID, we offered in-person accompaniment to local hospitals, which we're hoping to return to in short fashion. Um, I think I, I feel like we're very flexible. So if people call and have a concern or need assistance, we'll do our best to meet those needs. And if we can't, we'll refer people out to where they can get assistance because um, I don't, this is my personal motto. I don't think anybody should get off the line and not have, not have a plan on what to do next. The people we serve are very vulnerable. They're, they have hard decisions to make and we want to support all of that. Um, and nobody asks to be a victim of crime. This is thrust upon people. Right. So, um, you know, whatever we can do to help, please call. I mean, get, get engaged with us. That helps engage you with the community and vice versa. And find out more about what's going on for Crime Victims' Rights Week, month, domestic violence awareness, child abuse awareness, all on the Crime Victims Assistance Center website, and they can find that where? Um, We are on www.cvac.us, and you can also search for us on Facebook. And again, I want to include Chenango County Child Advocacy Center, They have their own Facebook, um, and they're going to have a great run on April 24th, a 5K walk. Um, So just, you know, get involved and support your community. I think we all need it right now. And with some of the fundraisers and things that went by the wayside over the past year, and currently this year, you think about helping out the Crime Victims Assistance Center with a donation or a donation of your time, if at all possible. That would be amazing. Thank you for your time. We are out of time. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Here's your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Partly-